Well, guys, we are uh, officially less than 24 hours away from, uh, well, what looks like right now, it's going to be a very fun day tomorrow. And maybe a tad obnoxious of a radio show from 2 to 3 p.m., go figure. Taylor Tatum, 11 a.m. tomorrow, the number one running back in the 2024 class. And we are officially down the stretch, Parker. And there does not seem to be any rumors or whispers that it's going to be USC and Muleshoe. It sounds less than 24 hours away. The thought is the same as it's been for a few weeks now. OU's going to win out over USC for the number one running back. That has not changed. However, we know the man with the best sources on this whole situation is one Scott Schrader, who still has his prediction on USC. So I guess we don't have final confirmation yet. He's, he's holding strong on that one, huh? Uh-huh. How about that? He's he's uh, fighting on until the uh, until the bitter end on oh, that he's one. He's fighting on. All he's right. gonna he's gonna go down with the ship on on that one. Yeah, tomorrow's uh, boy. Tomorrow's gonna be a lot of fun if uh, he picks OU at 11 a.m. Is that live stream or is he just dropping an edit? By I the way, do not know. Mm. I need to figure that out tonight. Yeah. Well, um, this would be this is really a question for the text line as well. If Taylor Tatum picks OU tomorrow. This would be the most fun recruiting win for OU fans since when? I mean, Peyton Bowen was obviously fun the day after signing day, and normally we always go back to Peyton Bowen as the most fun, the most stressful, the most whatever in recruiting. But this would be the most fun recruiting win since when, text line? 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Maybe the question is Peyton Bowen, but beating Muleshoe and USC – for the number one running back, even though it hasn't been a secret all that long, um, there's going to be some real celebration going on these airwaves tomorrow if that's, the, if that's the choice. Most fun recruiting win that you've had in a while. From the 319, I'm feeling worse and worse about Tatum with your incredible level of confidence. Oh, gosh, here we go. We're, we're, we're pulling that one? We're not, we're not going to call tomorrow Taylor Tatum Day. Let's just get that started. I'm never doing that one again. <laughs> But, yeah, everything kind of points toward Oklahoma right now with Taylor Tatum. Everything. Be very surprised tomorrow if the number one running back in the 2024 cycle is not an Oklahoma Sooner. I guess the only prediction in for USC right now is old Scott out there on the West Coast, huh? Yes. Is he, is he the only one? Yeah, I, I believe so. Jay from Medill says, get your basketball shoes laced up. We're going to effing dunk on USC yeah. and you'll shoot them. Now, that's the energy that I'm looking for today. Not like, oh, God. Thanks for making me super nervous. I don't think that we're going to get him now. Everyone learn from Jay from Medill. He He's ready to dunk on blanking USC and Muleshoe tomorrow. And, dude, I, I said to tomorrow's probably going to be a little obnoxious on this radio show. There's no way it's more obnoxious than what social media is going to look like tomorrow. Whether it's, you know, just OU fans on there. The KREF sports page, you and I have already exchanged ideas of what that might look like. Um, yeah, it could, uh, it could be a fun day tomorrow. And a heck of an add to the class, by the way. I mean, your highest-ranked running back that you've gotten in, um, in a few years now, what, what makes Taylor Tatum special when it comes to football? I mean, he had close to 1,900 rushing yards last year, 33 rushing touchdowns. The numbers will tell you that he's elite, but I guess like, what's the number one attribute that makes Taylor Tatum the number one back in the 24 class? I think just how well-rounded he is. And maybe that's a cop-out because that isn't one specific aspect of his game, but you don't become the number one running back in the country based off just speed 
or elusiveness or ball catching ability or vision. No, you got to have all of those things if you want to be regarded as the number one running back in the nation because that's <laughs> it's a hard position to ascend to that level, especially when you can make the argument that football is not Taylor Tatum's main sport. He's more of a baseball player than he is a football player. Is that entirely true? I I don't know if I can say authoritatively, but I know I know some folks would certainly assert that that Taylor Tatum actually has a higher ceiling as a baseball player than a football player. That's one of the things we've talked about. So to, to be where he is today as a football player, man, you really just got to have a special God-given ability to play that running back position, and he does. He can do it all. He's a complete three-down back. Uh, Cherokee Sooner says, we're not going to dunk on USC. We're going to steal a page from Shaq's playbook and bring the rim down on their necks. Going to shatter the backboard, Cherokee Sooner? Is that is that what's going to happen tomorrow? CD from Hockley says, uh, TBOW, about to get teabagged. Uh, 405 says, who cares if he gets his feelings hurt? He'll be in the transfer portal before Brent can even blink an eye. Uh, 909, count on Mule Shoe blocking a whole hell of a lot of Sooner fans tomorrow, TBOW. There will be some blockage going on tomorrow if you're not, uh, if you're not blocked already. Oh, here we go from the 918. Man, I hate to join the Doomers, but too much positivity is stirring my doubts. I hope I'm wrong, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's, here's a good one from another 918 listener. Can we play guess the USC excuse for tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we can. I would absolutely love the uh, the USC excuse. Um, it was misrepresented who really handled the Kyler Murray baseball situation at Oklahoma. OU really pushed the narrative that it was Skip Johnson handling that, but in reality it was Lincoln Riley and that pitch one oh. I mean, I... We, I, we can come up with 50 of these today if we'd like. Text line can help out as well, as always. Yes, by all means. Let us know. what What is the excuse going to be from the USC in, end tomorrow if and when Taylor Tatum picks Oklahoma? 405-651-3439. I, I, I can say pretty confidently that you, you, you can't use the not a take excuse here. For the number one running back in the country, the, they might try though. Scott Schrader's uh, excuse is going to be pro- it's going to be pretty legendary. It'll end up on the internet somehow, regardless if you subscribe to that website or not. There's a chance it could be pretty awesome. Taylor will be my favorite if he makes USC think they land him until the last minute, then heads to OU. Says a listener in the 806. Well, that's I. I mean, that would be nice, but kind of the expectation for the last month or so has been that Taylor Tatum is going to be a Sooner. Uh, from the 405 USC. We just didn't want him too much. Tebow can't recruit running backs. Uh, I like this Cherokee Sooner. He didn't run from USC. He ran to Oklahoma. And that is why Cherokee Sooner has earned his fifth star as a Texan. Yeah, you guys did that last hour. We need to start doing that. Somehow award Texters uh, five stars, you know? Don't be three-star you. Uh, Get to five-star status. We need to figure out a way to do that. Uh, If, I keep saying if, okay, all right? Because there's some nervous Nellies on on the text line today. If this happens tomorrow, let's make sure we all take time to uh, give a little uh, round of applause for uh, Skip Johnson for his Facts. recruiting efforts here. Big time. Because he's been big, um, I mean, for his own recruiting class, obviously, but he's really helped out OU football recruiting in this 2024 cycle, man. Whether it's James Nesta, the four-star backer out of North Carolina, whether or if it's Taylor Tatum tomorrow, Skip Johnson has... Um, He's really, uh, it, it, he's really helped out the 24 class, for sure. So, we need to show Skip appreciation tomorrow 
if Taylor Tatum picks OU. He Probably will at the very least all. have a nomination for KREF Recruiter of the Month. Uh, Jesse G says, it's going to be hilarious to hear SC fans saying OU dropped a bag. A 918 listener says, tomorrow Lincoln Riley will say, I don't think people understand how close we were to Landon Taylor Tatum. Really, really close. And then he'll say it again on Pac-12 Media Day about how close they are or how close they were to make it a playoff last year. No, it's fun. Uh, keep those coming. By the way, more good news. I don't should – I, should I say anything about good news or is that going to make everyone else too, too nervous, Parker? Is that going to make everyone nervous if I say there's potentially more good news on the horizon in the next five days with Eugene Brooks Come on. committing on July 25th? I mean, all the predictions are rolling in right now, and it looks like it's – well, it is an OU and Texas battle, and the predictions here the past 24 hours are all pointing towards OU five I, days out. I strongly believe that Oklahoma is going to get the commitment from Eugene B.J. Brooks, former teammate of Javante Barnes. Six foot four, 320 pounds. Yeah, that's an inside – that's an interior yeah, offensive lineman right there, interior man. Interior mauler, man. And you got to tackle an Isaiah Autry – I think the thought is you get a couple interior guys in B.J. Brooks and Josh Iasosa, and then got to kind of play the long game at this point with Grant Bricks. You don't know when that decision's coming. You just got to kind of keep chopping wood and trust that you're going to win out in the end over Nebraska and Kansas State. Programs that, at least as far as prestige are concerned and recent success, are not able yeah. to hold a candle. Well, Oklahoma. you signed four offensive linemen last year, and, and I think that all four of those, you, there's definitely reasons to be optimistic about them. Yeah, I mean, I think Caden Green is probably the one that you liked the most out of the four last year, but Logan Hallen, there's some reasons there. Heath Ozida, like all four of those guys. You already have Isaiah Autry in this year's class. He's highly rated player. Looks like he's going to be good. Like Eugene Brooks, tell me if you agree with this. You don't necessarily want to have to wait out Grant Bricks, though that is the situation right now, like you pointed out. If you get Eugene Brooks in this class, ready to four-star on rivals, six foot four, 325 pounds, maybe you can stomach a little bit more having to play the long game for a guy like Grant Bricks because it does help to get just that second commit in this 2024 class on the offensive lineman. You get Eugene Brooks, you get Josh Iasosa, and by the time the Bricks decision is, you know, by the time that comes, you're going to have at least three offensive linemen most likely in your class. So, And three offensive linemen, I think, is where you can feel comfortable. They'll obviously push to add a fourth, and if that fourth is Bricks, I mean, that's a major win for Biedenboe's class overall and major win as far as that individual recruitment. Uh, back to the text line because it is popping off Dude, right it now. is it crazy like, right now. Oh, man. Wait, we're about to get the number one running back? I didn't think any coach could recruit a good class to Norman. Go choke on some brisket, Tebow. Yeah, that um, that quote's going to make the rounds tomorrow if Taylor Tatum picks OU because there was a comment about being able to recruit more effectively and efficiently at USC than than Oklahoma. So that, um, that will definitely happen tomorrow. You got, you got a chance to beat out USC tomorrow and then Texas for Eugene Brooks. Which, so far, I guess you fared, at least here recently for sure, but you fared pretty well over your biggest recruiting rival and on-the-field rival so far in this yeah. 24 class. You've done okay that? there. Good good time to be a Sooner on the recruiting trail, at least. SC will say he feels good about their current running backs, didn't feel a need to pursue hard. That comes from a listener in the 580. Rob from Moore says, Rumor has it Tatum silently committed to Muleshoe on his USC visit. 
I hope it's true just for that little bit of exercise. <laughs> Seriously, I, I will elaborate more on that once the decision is actually official. So tune back in tomorrow. Tyler from Kellyville, USC. Tatum wouldn't have seen the field. Rayleigh Brown is better. Well, even if they don't get Taylor Tatum tomorrow, they'll uh, they'll probably just just uh, go tamper with another uh, running back somewhere else and get uh, that individual in the transfer portal. You know, they got South Carolina's good running back uh, this this past portal cycle. Marshawn Lloyd, who's a good player for South Carolina. Interesting. Uh, very interesting there. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Yeah, we'll talk about the state of offensive line recruiting, though Eugene Brooks is set to announce between OU and Texas on July 25th. A lot of things to get to with Taylor Tatum, and these Texas high school football coaches apparently don't love that the Big 12 is wanting to play on Friday nights. What's the effect of that? That and a whole lot more coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. What up, Ref Army? Listening nationwide on this Thursday. St. Louis, Missouri, tuned in via the free KREF app. Tucson, Arizona, Fairfield, Iowa, Ukaipa, California. That was a uh, suggestion from Sean P. yesterday on Twitter. Ukaipa, so. spell that for me. Y-U-C-A-I-P-A, I believe. Wow. I had okay. to uh, YouTube... Ukaipa <laughs> during the break to figure out how to pronounce it. So well done. If I'm wrong about that, then the, the the guy on YouTube saying it's the crown jewel of Southern California is going that's just how he pronounced the it. extra mile for accuracy. <laughs> that's top tier journalism right there. Uh, Warland, Wyoming, and our Oklahoma small town of the day. Just because I love to say it. God bless Mrs. Selman, Eufaula, Oklahoma, our small town of the day. Acceptable. Ref Army Locator brought to you by k Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street. Much more than furniture consignment, k is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabrics. Real quick, because this just broke, uh, for college hoops next year in the Big 12, here's what OU's schedule will look like. Now, they don't have the dates, but OU will play, what is it, Five teams, both home and away. They'll play four teams just home only and four teams just on the road only. Okay, So here are the teams that OU will play both in Norman and on the road in the Big 12 next year. Okay, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Kansas, Oklahoma State, and Texas. Gotcha. So home and home with OSU, Kansas, and Texas. I think we're kind of good after that, right? I mean, that's kind of really what you wanted as an OU basketball fan. Um, home only, so you'll play these teams only at home and not on the road. BYU will be at home. Houston at home, the return of Kelvin Sampson. That'll Love actually it. be awesome. Let's I go. like that. Texas Tech will be at home, and West Virginia will be at home. Away only for OU Hoops. You'll play at Baylor, at UCF, at K-State, and at TCU. So all in all, that's about the return of Kelvin KU, OSU, and Texas both home and away. Like, that's that works out perfectly, I think. Actually. I'm just excited OU gets another road trip to Allen Fieldhouse because I've never actually watched a game there. And Dude, I've seen – It's been – Oh, you, you have to. Well, I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's been on the bucket list for five years, and for one reason or another, every single year I haven't been able to make the trip up. Going to have to do that this winter. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. Make, make that a priority. Um, oh, it e- will be. Even if you can't go watch OU play there, make make that a priority someday. That's what I would say. Uh, before we get to the text line, because there's a lot, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, are there any positions where 
OU is done in 2024. Now, I think wide receiver would be the obvious (laughs) submission here, but wide receiver is done. I mean, they got five commits right now. They're done. Which positions are we close to talking about being done? Linebacker, potentially? I would say, yes, they're done at linebacker except for Braden Platt. Like, they're just waiting on Braden Platt right now. If he wants in, great. If not, yeah, they're done. And I guess at running back, too, man, you may not be quote-unquote done, but getting Xavier Robinson, and if you get Taylor Tatum tomorrow, you'll take Caden Durham, but if that's all you get, then you're – You'll be okay with that. There will be no more offers at running back. I can promise you that. It's Taylor Tatum, and it's Caden Durham, and that's it. And then, uh, it, seemingly at quarterback, you would think that they're done, but obviously not. They, they're, <laughs> How about that? They are hell-bent on taking two quarterbacks Yes, they cycle. are. Yes, they are. They are going to take two quarterbacks. And we've gotten a few questions about that. No, it's not that there's concern about Michael Hawkins, about anything relating to what he brings to the table or – whether he's going to academically qualify. There were a few people that went there. No, there's absolutely no reason to be concerned about anything Michael Hawkins related. Uh, The simple answer as to why Oklahoma's taken two quarterbacks is because Brent Venables wants to make darn sure that what happened last fall against Texas – Never happens again on his watch. So if that means having I too want to make much sure depth, that is I want to make sure of that as well. By the yeah, way, I was about to say I, f- I feel like we we're all on the same page in that regard, Tyler. But if that means having too much dap- depth, if that means trending towards having too much depth versus not enough in the quarterback room, that's what Oklahoma is going to do because it, like it was. <laughs> It was humiliating, Tyler, in so many ways. It was. It was embarrassing. The loss was humiliating, but what was also humiliating was having no viable alternative to trotting out a converted, a a tight end converted high school quarterback to go take 40, 50% of the snaps that day out of the Wildcat, even when you got down by multiple touchdowns. I've said this a few times. OU Texas was miserable in the moment last year. It was the worst football game I've ever attended. It was just, it was all of it. It was just awful. It was terrible. But the worst part, Parker, was leaving the Cotton Bowl, getting ready to do the postgame show, and then it hit me, oh my God, you got to live with this result for 364 <laughs> days, and there's no rebuttal really whatsoever. No, there's You're not. You're going to hear 49 nothing all the time on social media, and there's really not much you can say back to that. That sucks. Yeah. That was the worst part, is when that realization was, oh, okay, yeah, so this is what the... Uh, this is what the next 364 days are going to look like. Awesome. And, and you know what else sucks? Knowing that it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, seriously. Knowing that 49 nothing, while not anywhere close to the best case scenario, was somehow not the worst case scenario either. Uh, from the 918 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Speaking of St. Louis, why don't we recruit that city slash area more? Well, do you need to? With the way that Kansas City's playing out right now, not not really. Yeah, and look, in the 2024 class, Oklahoma has been able to plant their flag in several states that historically they haven't had much of a presence in, i.e. Georgia with Zion Raggins, North Carolina with James Nesta, potentially Iowa with Grant Bricks. And so geographically, certainly Minnesota with Wyatt Gilmore as well. So geographically, Oklahoma has a broad scope in terms of where they can recruit from. But the two hotbeds for the Sooners in these next couple classes are going to be KC and DFW. And more broadly, the state of Texas. Right, Ivan Carrion from 
Odessa. Yeah. You got Jaquay's pet away from the Houston area. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to re- recruit the entire Lone Star State effectively. But St. Louis is not really an area right now that you need to tap into. And also, that's a, what, six, seven-hour drive from Norman? Yeah. Like, at that point, you might as well just recruit Arizona or something. They've got a few players out of St. Louis before, at least recruited. Was Deron Neal from St. Louis? Text line. Was was he from that area? I, I th- I feel Ronnie Perkins was Ronnie from that Perkins area. was from that area. So they, they've gotten a few players there, but Kansas City's I think Kansas City's probably better right now. Um and it's closer. It just kinda makes more sense. But dude, if, if there's an elite player in St. Louis, um OU will make a run at that individual. I, I have I have no doubt about that. Um if that person's there. Now, this is an interesting text from Border Sooner, and I actually thought about this last weekend, thinking about the Taylor Tatum decision. This would be awesome. In a perfect world, Taylor Tatum chooses OU tomorrow and commits just like DeMarco Murray did when he chose the Sooners over the Trojans. Oh, we need a side-by-side of the video. And I was thinking, yeah, I was like a few days ahead of that. If Caden, or excuse me, If Taylor Tatum picks up the USC hat and throws it down, and then puts on an OU hat and commits to OU. That's exactly how DeMarco Murray did it, and that's exactly what I'm going to put on our KREF Sports page. There will be a side-by-side video of that. And I've thought about that, and now that that guy is the running backs coach, and I'm sure Taylor Tatum's seen that video, right? I think that there's a chance that it could look that way tomorrow. And you know what? That's what I'm rooting for. I'm really rooting for that. This symbolism. The homage to history. Yes, it's what we need. We need Taylor Tatum to literally recreate the DeMarco Murray. <laughs> it would be amazing. And I think uh, DeMarco's OU hat was a Russell Athletic hat. Now, we don't have wow, great memories from Russell. Wow, that's a blast from the past. I don't, I don't, we don't have great memories from Russell Athletic, the bowl game that was played, but I'm, I'm pretty sure DeMarco had a Russell Athletic OU hat on that video. Uh, Sean from Bixby says, we got a lot of this. Will there be any interest from OU in the backer from Clemson that entered the transfer portal yesterday. TJ Dudley is his name. And for the life of me, man, I can't figure out the transfer portal in this immediate eligibility stuff. He's entering the portal well after the deadline, the yeah. supposed deadline. But I'm under the assumption now that you can enter in the portal in August and still find a way on a team. It's, I, I, don't even, I mean, there's so many loopholes now. Yeah, all the regulations are nothing more. Like They're empty. Yes, if you want to transfer right now, you'll be able to be eligible by the beginning of the 2023 season. All it takes is a couple of forms, a couple of waivers, and it's a formality these days. The NCAA has no power. Uh, No power to prevent players from gaining immediate eligibility no matter when they transfer or how they transfer or why they transfer. Uh, As far as the linebacker from Clemson, man, I just – there's not a spot at Oklahoma for that guy. And T.J. Dudley's a good player, don't get me wrong, but they're pretty chock-full at linebacker right now. Stutzman Four is – Four freshmen, yeah. Connor Near coming via the portal. And they like Connor Near. Well, at least Burt Vittables likes Connor Near a he lot. He loves him How many Connor times Neer. did he mention him last week? He made it very obvious. Almost as many times as he mentioned Gavin Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was neck and neck yeah. between those two. Yeah, and he also likes Phil Pachotti. I Now, when I say he likes Phil Pachotti – who doesn't like Phil Pachotti? I think everyone likes Phil Pachotti. He thought Phil Pachotti had a great spring. Does that mean that Brent thinks he's going to take snaps away from 
Stutzman or Canick or Kobe McKenzie or anyone like that. Not going to go that far. It just sounds like he likes what he's seen up to this point is, is what it sounds like. Jesse in Iowa says, um, Williams, when are you going to Oregon for a visit? Reason to worry? Are we going to get in a bag measuring contest? How do we fare in that arena? Chances when and Stone both start as a true freshman. Oh, well, that's a... That's like a four-part question there. I know. There's a lot of questions. Okay, run me, run, run them down one by Basically, one. Basically, should we be worried? Is it going to be a bag measuring contest between OU and Oregon since he's taken a visit, what, three, four days before August 1st? Is it going to come down to the bag for Nguyenary? No, but that is a variable in the equation. Again, as I've said many a time, Oklahoma's not going to get Williams Nguyenary to Norman for $0. There will be some money involved. Uh, should you be worried about Oregon? Not particularly, in my mind. Could he and David Stone start as true freshmen? Nguyenary could absolutely start as a true freshman, and I would say the same for Stone. It ultimately depends on the rest of the depth chart. Yep. But in terms of just sheer talent and ability to contribute and make an impact at the collegiate level from day one, especially, and even in a conference like the SEC, but especially at a place like Oklahoma right now where there is kind of a question mark that hovers over the defensive line as a whole yes those two guys will be talented enough to make an impact from day one it comes down to who do they have ahead of them in terms of the veterans that are uh, willing and able to hold them off uh, for the 405 are Devon Mitchell and Taylor Tatum five stars everywhere that I look they are four stars okay so that's it's a little bit complicated Devon Mitchell was a five star when he was a part of the 2025 class he reclassified to 2024. Now he's a four-star in 2024. I'm not telling you that it makes sense. That's just what it looks like right now. Yes, Taylor Tatum is a five-star, and yes, you're reading it correctly, that he's a four-star across every single industry. But with the composite rankings, even though he's a four-star elsewhere, he's still elevated to a five-star. Everyone got that? <laughs> Everyone understand that? Just to put it simply, just call Taylor Tatum a five-star because he, he technically is. What we'll just do in general star. on this show is we will refer to a player using the star designation of whatever service slash composite metric ranks them the highest. That's how I've always uh, handled it. Except for Eugene Brooks. I thought he, I forgot he was a four-star on Rivals, and I called him a three-star last nah, week. Dang. It was funny. I said, who doesn't like Phil Picciotti? And Doug from Norman went, I don't. I know. He's had a couple of uh, critical texts so far today. Um, which, by the way, thank you, Doug. If, if you need, Parker, if you need schedules of any 6A1 or 6A2 team in the state of Oklahoma, uh, Doug mailed them all to me, so I, I have them in my possession right here. Oh, so there we go. Yep. If you need a breakdown of Owasso's schedule or Edmund Santa Fe or Southmore, I got you, dude. Doug, right despite your hatred for Phil Pachotti, you are a homie. <laughs> 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line. More OU Cruton coming up next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McCobus and Thune, live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Jeez, Jordan Addison, cited for driving 140 miles per hour in a 55. That's, We're all going to blame Muleshoe for that, right? That is not a good look whatsoever. Rookie in the NFL, 140 in a 55. Jeez. Uh, remember when Brett Yormark said last week, <laughs> oh, you and Texas haven't led the way in recruiting for the Big 12. They haven't carried the conference in recruiting. Remember when he made that asinine statement? 
Uh, here are the numbers, Parker. Oh, here we go. In the last 10 recruiting cycles, 2014 to now, um, that covers the entire college football playoff era, by the way. OU and Texas have combined to sign 23 five-star prospects. The rest of the conference, just two. Baylor and TCU have one. Now, this really this particular when did Baylor get a five star? I don't know, but the athletic actually said the Big Twelve had three, and they credited Ed Oliver of Houston. I'm like that didn't yeah, count. No, that that, that doesn't count. count. No, it doesn't count. I don't remember the five star that Baylor got. That means we have to give Tom Herman his flowers, and Lord knows we're not doing that. Two five stars for the Big Twelve since 2014, outside of OU and Texas. I am racking Oof. my brain to figure out which five-star prospect went to Baylor of all places. <laughs> well, and I do not know. Well, I, doesn't it make the point, right, of how wrong it was? It's, well, two? I wouldn't even have guessed that many. I would have guessed, like, one for TCU during that time. Like, two, an extremely low number for the rest of the conference, and we can't for the life of us think of who that five-star player at Baylor was. Uh, four-star prospects during that same time, OU and Texas have combined to sign 264 the rest of the Big 12, and this includes the four new members, by the way, okay? Oh, fine. This includes the four new members, just 183 to wow. OU and Texas 264. Uh, hey, Brett, OU and Texas, they have carried the conference in recruiting. There, there's the numbers for you, five and four stars. Now, two and three stars, maybe the rest of the conference has more than OU and Texas. I don't know. But four and five stars, no surprise, it's, it's not even close between the two. So, uh, I don't know if he wants to retract that statement. Uh, I don't know if he wants to do that or not, but the numbers don't add up, sir. Jarrett Stidham is, we're getting a lot of Jarrett Stidham text. Was Jarrett Stidham actually a five-star? I have to do the background research on this. Jarrett Stidham. That's as good of a submission as any that they've had. I mean... I'm I'm very impressed. The uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line yeah, sure knew enough. that it was Jared Stidham, five star quarterback. How about that? Congratulations, guys. Justin Kawita says, "Ooh, here this is interesting. The fact that Taylor Tatum is committing at 11 a.m. Central Time makes me feel even better about our chances tomorrow. Who commits at nine in the morning if that school is on the West Coast? You buy into that theory at all? I mean, I I think that's kind of reaching." But uh, who knows? Maybe it's a brunch party for Taylor Tatum and his crew. Could be. Avocado toast. Yeah, a little avocado toast I don't commitment. think Clark's going to be up that early, so he's going to have to miss out on the brunch. He's going to have to be that up that early because Pac-12 media days are tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So he's going to he's gonna have to bring Mule Shoe his avocado toast. Uh, okay, so you can confirm it was Jarrett Sidham for Baylor? Because there's a lot of lace. Uh, I think it, that's how you say his first Lachey. name. Lachey. Uh, Lachey Seastrunk was yeah, there. Yeah, Lachey Seastrunk. R- RG3. Now, RG3 got offered as a, uh, as a defensive back at Texas. I think he was only a three-star in high school. But, yeah, one – or actually two outside of OU and Texas in the Big 12 since the start of the college football playoff era, which is just uh, – it's just insane, man. Somebody said Jarrett Sidham was a transfer from Auburn. No, Jarrett Sidham transferred from Baylor to Auburn. Um, somebody, I, I apparently there are numerous candidates: Robbie Rhodes, mm. Lachey Seastrunk, uh, Javante McGee. I don't know. Sugar Shane in Newcastle does say, "I hear Tatum's edit is in front of the classic 50s. Let's hope so. Spreadle season. Let's go. Nine one eight Rod. Will getting Taylor Tatum tomorrow put us in the top ten? Not quite. No. I. On uh, 24-7, I did the cl- uh, class calculator. 
number 16 class as of right now with, uh, with Taylor Tatum. Now, the guy that promised a case of Olipop to me and you if Caden Durham doesn't sign with LSU says, am I close to buying a case of Olipop? McKinley and OU actually becoming a thing? Well, a week ago, I mean, you guys, you and Brandon saying that OU's leading for Dominic McKinley. Yeah, and that's been the case. Like McKinley and OU aren't becoming a thing. They've been a thing. Now, as far as Caden Durham, he commits on August 25th. Still like OU there. A lot can change in the next five weeks, undoubtedly, but seems that OU maintains the pole position in that recruitment right now. Well, dude, I, I mean, forget just getting elite defensive linemen. Which, you know, was something that was completely unheard of two years ago. If they get dumb like th- think think about this, Parker. Like I-, I think that we like we're so deep into this thing now, you take it a little bit for granted. Like there is a chance, and imagine the thought of this happening even just a year ago, getting a five star defensive lineman out of the state of Louisiana, where it seems like ninety five, ninety eight percent of the time, and if you're if you're an elite player in Louisiana, you're going to LSU. Hey, we're not saying that it's definitely going to happen, but you're in position in late July to get a five-star defensive lineman out of the state of Louisiana, and you could potentially pair that along with two other five-star defensive linemen. Like, it is no joke the strides that they've made with defensive recruiting. I mean, I think it's obvious, but when you really look at it that way, like, man, they're doing some work. Would Dominic McKinley even be looking Oklahoma's way right now if the old staff were still in town? Um, I, I, I hesitate to say yes on that, obviously. I think the SEC move probably helps out a little bit with that as well. You know but. who certainly wouldn't have looked Oklahoma's way? Jaden Jackson. Yeah. Because on his official visit, Alex Grinch would have been like, all right, got to cut your weight. <laughs> we got to get you down 75 no. pounds before we get you in no there. No barbecue okay? for you. No barbecue. Yeah, I know it's dry. Going to drink these meal replacement shakes. We're going to take you into the workout room. You're going to swing some kettlebells. That'll be your OV. Texas did get a four-star defensive tackle today from the state of Florida. They did. DeAndre Robinson. So nice uh, nice get for them. I'll, I'll be totally honest. I haven't followed them as much this recruiting cycle up to now as maybe opposed to last year. Maybe that's just the the Arch Manning effect. I don't know. They got off to a slow start, and the past month for them has been it's been pretty good for them. I think they're inside the top 15. Well, I, they're inside the top 25 now. But no shocker there, Texas is going to end up having a end up having a nice class. Uh, 580 would David Stone had committed to the old staff. Uh, yeah, David Stone probably would have. Like, I, I won't try to take that one away. I think David Stone ends up at Oklahoma regardless of who the current staff is. But I also think that you have to worry a lot less about the about getting David Stone in the boat eventually given that you have Todd Bates and Miguel Chavis on your staff right now and Brent Venables for that matter than you would if it was still Calvin Dibodeau and um, – Old Grinch himself. Uh, 319 from the state of Iowa. What do we think about Danny Okoye and his possibility of choosing OU? I'm inclined to believe, based on the folks I've talked to, that OU leads for Danny Okoye right now. Now they're going to have to gonna have to play the long game because he's not committing anytime soon. But uh, OU, Alabama, and Texas, maybe the top three there? It uh, And I know Oregon's involved, too. I don't, it's hard to tell who Colorado is involved with and who they're just stringing along, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much OU Texas Alabama right now for Danny Okoye, and I I lean towards OU from the four hundred five. I know it's basketball, yes, but Dayton Forsythe's committing right. at six o'clock tonight. How does that look for OU? 
Uh, I like the Sooners to beat out Oklahoma State and Villanova for the three-star guard out of Dale, Oklahoma. Dale, Oklahoma. They can play some small school baseball and some uh, small school basketball as well. Uh, as a uh, Class A, uh, for, Class A former athletes, Dale's pretty good in both sports. They're really good in both sports. And Dayton Forsyth can uh, he can ball, man. So yeah, he tweeted out earlier, 6 p.m. tonight. He is going to have an announcement. We'll see if that goes uh, see if that goes OU's way. All right, final segment of Locked In coming up next. More OU Cruton on the other side. Keep it locked on the ref. Final segment, Locked In with McComas and Thune, live on the ref as SEC media days are wrapping up. Missouri Sooner says maybe Taylor Tatum commits to OU on Colin Cowherd's show tomorrow. That would be uh, highly entertaining and a nice troll. Say that you want to come on Cowherd's show uh, show to uh, recruit to USC and then pick OU instead. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, 24-7 has the assistant coaches in college football that are the best recruiters. No surprise here, Brian Hartline, uh, O coordinator and wide receivers coach at Ohio State is the first one mentioned here. I think that's uh, that's that's pretty natural that he would be mentioned first. Todd Hartley, Georgia's tight ends coach, is listed next. Uh, A&M's tight ends coach, James Coley, is listed after that. You have Corey Raymond, who's now at Florida. Used to be at LSU, I yes. think, for quite some time, right? Uh, Travaris Robinson, Bama's corners coach, is listed. Uh, Juwan Sider, Penn State's uh, co-offensive coordinator, running backs coach is on there. And then Kelsey Pope, Tennessee's wide receivers coach, is listed. No OU assistant listed by 24-7 as one of the top seven uh, assistant coaches when it comes to crew. Dang, man, no love for Skip Johnson. It's a I know. Cruel world he should be there. on there. Best chance to be on that list in three years. In three years? DeMarco, Emmett Jones, Todd Bates. I'm going to say Emmett Jones. No, I take that back. It's it's Bates. Bates has already won 24-7 Recruiter of the Year, correct? Yeah, it's between Bates and Emmett. I think DeMarco and Brandon Hall are kind of second tier right now in that conversation. But it's between Bates and Emmett based on the targets that they have already reeled in 2024 or have out there uh, to close on in 2024 and 2025. So I would go Bates. I wouldn't sleep on Chavis either. Yeah, well, he's he's doing some damage at that at, at his position for sure. Todd Bates' nemesis, of course, was just waiting for Todd Bates' name to come up and then attack. Says, weird, Todd Bates isn't on there. <laughs> well, no OU assistant. Uh, was there a defensive line coach that was on there? I don't think I read off a D-line coach that was there. No, it was, was interesting. One. That list had a lot of like wide receivers coach, tight ends coaches, like – it feels like those hires in the sport now for a tight end and wide receivers coach, they obviously have to have some ability developing those positions, but those almost seem like more recruiting-focused um, coaches now almost more than anything. You know what I mean? Like the wide receivers and tight ends coaches. Saw a lot of that on that list. My question is, let's say Todd Bates and or Miguel Chavis and or Emmett Jones and or DeMarco Murray and really take your pick of any Oklahoma assistant coach. Let's say their class really pops off here in 2024. And we're handing out superlatives. And the networks are handing out superlatives at the end of the cycle in February. Does Todd Bates slash Chavis slash Murray slash Hall, you know, on down the line. Does that guy earn Big 12 Recruiter of the Year honors or SEC Recruiter of the Year honors? Why not both? Why not both? What an introduction to the – that that would – 
that would uh, anger some SEC fans, wouldn't it? If you hand um, Todd Bates SEC Recruiter of the Year, uh, I would most likely say Big 12. But it would be hilarious if they would want to troll SEC fans and use it as the, as the SEC as well. Uh, okay, how can Bates win Recruiter of the Year previously and then not crack the top 10 in their ranking, says a texter in the 405. Well, uh, probably you look at the class he signed a year ago, that's why. Derek LeBlanc, who's no longer around. Ashton Sanders, Marcus Strong. I, objectively, it was not a great class of defensive linemen for Oklahoma in 2023. It was a really good class on the edge, if only for the presence of P.J. Atabare. But from an interior perspective, yeah, there was a lot of meat left on the bone. Peyton says, where's the love for Miguel Chavis? Bros signed a top 10 edge last year and is about to sign the best one for 2024. Well, like Parker kind of hinted at. Uh, maybe he makes a list here in a couple of years. We'll see. I'm going to read one text, and i got one question for you before you get out of here. Drew from Flower Mound says, Tyler, which gives you more chronic PTSD, Tech, West Virginia, or the Texas loss? I still say the West Virginia loss is the uh, most um, – I don't know if it was the most embarrassing, but it was, it was the worst loss last year, in my opinion, losing that bad West Virginia team when they were about to fire their coach at the end of the game. My question to you is – the Madden ratings are coming out right now. Yep. If we had the college football video game this year, who would be the highest rated player on this OU roster? Dang, that's a good question. I'm going to say... Someone on Twitter said Luke Elzinga with the 101. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Billy Bowman. Billy Bowman? Okay. I, bet you it's I, Billy might, Bowman. I might say Tyler Guyton, but Billy Bowman's probably in my top three. All right, that'll do it for Locked In. Hopefully it's a fun day tomorrow when we join you next at 2 p.m. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref.